Welcome to The Blazes, episode 171. I am your host, Alejandro Veda. Thank you for, pu- for pushing play to another blazing week. But before we get started, once again, I would like to send my condolences uh, to those who are actually killed and affected by now a Tulsa shooting. Uh, police say the gunman purchased an AR-style uh, rifle hours just before the shooting. The shooter opened fire at a Tulsa, at a Tulsa medical office which he was actually a patient at. Uh, he res- recently went through surgery and had been calling, complaining to the clinic about pain. Uh, the doctor which treated uh, the shooter was actually shot and killed. Uh, and there was evidence that the shooter had the intent to kill the doctor. Um, and anyone who tried to step in his way, um, as he blamed you know, the doctor for this ongoing pain, he was feeling uh, after the surgery that uh, the doctor performed on him. Uh, the shooter carried a rifle and also a handgun as he was shooting throughout the hospital. Uh, the suspect later died from self-inflicted wounds, uh, says Tulsa PD Department. Uh, the shooting took place the same week uh, after victims of the Rob Elementary School shooting were grieving from their losses. Uh, the violence is definitely at an all-time high right now, and our politicians have huge amount of pressure on them, as many are wanting greater restrictions on guns and others that are emphasizing more security at schools. Either way, hopefully, as citizens, we come together to find a solution that will inhibit these disastrous shootings that have occurred in Tulsa at Texas and Buffalo, uh, many more that that ha- has happened. You know, I'm just at a loss of words at these types of shootings. You know, they've they've really been back to back to back. Like you really don't have a break from it, especially on TV. Um, it seems like this is the new normal, and it's more normal than ever. Uh, I pray for each and every one of you and and hope that you're doing what is needed uh, to make change. You know, and before we get also started, I would also just like to thank each of you uh, for listening to the podcast every week, especially, you know, as I was dealing with COVID-19 this past week. uh, I think it's important to say that COVID is something that is still affecting millions of Americans it has actually been worsening in California. <clears throat> COVID surged uh, through the month of May, nearly doubling its cases. There has been a highly contagious subvariant of Omicron that has been gaining traction throughout the state, including Sacramento, Sacramento, which has been hit hard right now. This new variant has also surpassed the peak from last summer's Delta variant surge of COVID-19 cases. This search has specifically been on the rise in cases at school, uh, state prisons, nursing homes. Um, Even Governor Newsom has been tested positive uh, for COVID this past weekend. And he should be isolating throughout this week until probably Thursday, depending on symptoms and if he is uh, testing negative. Researchers have been seeing COVID-19 in the wastewater uh, which many believe is in correlation with the cities 
that are being hit hard with these surges of COVID-19 cases. I was lucky I was only affected minimally since, you know, I took, you know, the booster. And I swear I, I have never slept as much as I did. And I just felt tremendous exhaustion that lingered, you know. And now that I'm fully recovered, I'm, I'm ready to go back to work. I was definitely scared, you know, those few days, though, of sleeping. But I but I did know that it was a good sign um, as, man, I was just knocked out, you know. The toughest thing was, though, uh, isolating, you know, isolating myself for the week um, that I was sick. I was terrible. I was... I didn't have enough strength to really be up for more than an hour or two. But once I started really being able to go outside, I really felt the difference. I'll be honest with that. Um, but those few days I, I, of sleeping, I, I just know it was a good sign because I don't really sleep that long um, and just as often as I was, you know, Um but now that I'm back, you know, I really I really wanted to get into the podcast and give you guys some things that I really wanted to talk about. This week, you know, we were able to watch a bunch of movies, a lot of different shows too, uh, but we ended up going to the drive-in in Madera for the first time. Uh, what an incredible experience, especially, you know, as I was dealing with some of my COVID uh, symptoms. Uh, but we, we were able to uh, watch the new Top Gun uh, movie, Maverick. And I, I just got to say, I wish Fresno still had their drive-in. You know, if you remember, it was located at the Home Depot near uh, River Park. Uh, but Madera's drive-in is super chill. But like I said, we ended up watching the new Top Gun movie. And I was super excited to, to have a chance to watch this movie on the big screen uh, because... I'm a big Top Gun fan. I mean, I grew up with it. Um, and because I knew this, the action scenes were going to be incredible. Uh, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Top Gun. It was released in 1986, but that's how long, you know, I was able to live with Top Gun. I was born in 87. So if you're not familiar with Top Gun, it's a, a naval fighter weapons school where they train the best pilots. And this is where uh, they get to refine their skills. Uh, the movie is based on the top pilot, Maverick, who is played by Tom Cruise. Um, and he's sent to this school. Um, and this is when the movie begins its course. Uh, as many believe, Maverick was uh, cocky, uh, reckless. And he was definitely out for competition because he wanted to be the best uh, fighting pilot. I mean, who doesn't want to be the best? Uh, but also, um, he was also, you know, messing up relationships along the way and also became uh, real close with one of uh, the female uh, flight school instructors. So this movie is basically inspired by uh, an article called Top Gun, uh, written by an, uh, uh, Une Yane <laughs> for an issue of the California Magazine. Uh, which detailed these Navy uh, elite fighter uh, pilots. Um, and this school is actually located in Miramar, California. Uh, but the sequel, the one that we watched at the drive-in this past week, uh, which is called Top Gun Maverick, was an instant blockbuster. It made record opening 
ticket sales. I think it grossed over $156 million over the Memorial Day weekend. Um, this movie is nail-biting as the stunts take... They're taken to a new level. I'll say Tom Cruise played a huge role in this film. And I believe it's probably one of his best movies uh, in years. Uh, but the stunts Tom Cruise did were breathtaking as he actually took uh, the cockpit and went through a couple of G's uh, and actually was actually piloting uh, one of the Navy F-A-18 jets um, that was pre premiered in, in Top Gun, um, the movie. Uh, but many named, uh, you know, first Top Gun, the first movie in Top Gun, one of the worst, you know, gayest movies of all time. But the sequel is definitely the opposite, as I believe this movie might have uh, revived Tom Cruise's reputation, especially the bad publicity which he's been taking uh, the last couple of years uh, because of Scientology. Uh, because of the couple times I've uh, seen that he went crazy on some of his sets during the COVID-19 pandemic. But I think with this movie, he made audiences jaws drop uh, this past week as Maverick. I think it's a must-see, especially on the big screen. Uh, it was pretty dope going to the drive-in and, and being able to watch it that way. But make sure you watch Top Gun Maverick. Let me know what you guys think. And also this week, I was able to listen to tons of music. But the album I want to talk about this week is called Scorcha. And it's from Jamaican dancehall rapper, singer, and songwriter, Sean Paul. If you don't know who Sean Paul is, you never shook your rump in the 2000s. Because Sean Paul is regarded as one of the best dancehall slash reggae artists from our generation. He's known for his sophomore Grammy award winning Album of the Year, uh, Duty Rock, winning uh, that award in 2014. Uh, his latest album, Live and Living, is currently uh, nominated for Best Reggae Album at this year's Grammys. And he's also known for his features, including Baby Boy with Beyonce and Cheap Thrills by Sia. Uh, but Sean Paul is known for his Caribbean sound, which is usually upbeat. And it has a way to make you feel like you're always in the club. All of his songs off this album have a lot of value. Uh, and I would have to say, uh, has a chance to probably make another Grammy nominee. Uh, like I said, Sean Paul is known for his collaborations. And this album has some great ones, which include Ty Dolla Sign, Sia, Gwen Stefani, and Damian Marley. If you're looking for an album to heat up your summer, make sure to listen to Scorcha. Uh, my favorite songs off Scorcha are Only Fans, featuring Ty Dolla Sign, Earthquake, Bend You Back, The 630 Mix. Um, I've got to tell you, I could have named uh, more off this album, but uh, this has to be played uh, during the summer. It has it written all over it. And if you're looking to start your, your summer off early, uh, make sure to take a chance on this album. Uh, I think Sean Paul is back with, with his uh, another great project. So make sure you check out Scorcha on Spotify or wherever you stream your music. Now let's talk about one of the biggest topics this week. As it's been sa safety in our schools all over the country. Uh, the concern has been growing and is beginning to become a major debate across the states. And, and that includes you know, our own 
parents, our own uh, students here, teachers in Fresno County, as teachers and students are saying that they are feeling unsafe at school, as mass shootings continue to happen um, on school campuses across the nation. Teachers have spoken out that school lack alarms, accessible communication, and overall safety. You know, these issues are a hot topic, especially after the mass shooting in Texas elementary school. Uh, teachers in other states have voiced their concerns as lockdown drills were put on the back burner since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, some uh, some teachers in Massachusetts uh, were urged, uh, some also administrators and students were all encouraged to actually walk out together to demand change. Uh, with the growing concerns here in our own city, uh, we're urging, you know, Fresno Unified trustees uh, that they want to see change at the schools here. Uh, parents have advocated for more security at schools, especially after this deadly shooting that just occurred that killed students and teachers. Um, other suggestions include the district having its own police force, adding officers to middle and elementary schools, uh, eliminating entrances, and replacing gates with more secure ones. Um, actually, a, a Hoover High School teacher wrote about her frustrations with the inaction the district um, has had and the, the things that they put into place, uh, which she stated were not doing enough to keep students who have shown you know violent behavior in the past out of the classrooms. Um, the Fresno Unified Trustees are set to meet again on June 15th, and that is when they will discuss, discuss the addition of uh, more police officers on middle school campuses, uh, which right now currently... I believe only high schools um, have have police officers on, on campus. Uh, but that will be at the next board meeting. You know, I'm glad parents are voicing their opinions, but I, but I believe we need to hear uh, more from the teachers as well. Um, they have to deal with these types of kids. Uh, they know, uh, they probably notice, you know, the behavioral tendencies among the classrooms. Um, I'm in just hope that we search for a better way to protect our youth. You know, I often don't believe in more police presence, but as of right now, I, I agree more officers need to be present until a true plan is put in place. You know, it will be interesting to see what Fresno Unified does uh, to protect their students, to protect their teachers, um, and also the faculty, you know. Um, I just hope that we see some kind of solution and uh, we see it swiftly. Um, but what do you guys think about that topic? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy topic when, when you're talking about safety at school. Uh, we'd like to hear what people have to say about that. And you know, this podcast is a huge supporter of some local music. And this week I was looking for, you know, new local music, but instead I came in contact with a local artist named Stadnick. Um, was able to stream his latest project called 80s Babies. I wanted to listen to something new uh, that I would highlight, 
you know, with some local feels in it. Uh, this album definitely has that Sunday night cruising, summer night vibes. Uh, it definitely wanted to give me uh, those old times when you would hit the hit the uh, Blackstone on a Saturday or Sunday. Um, but this album has you know that that Sunday night cruising vibe to it. Um, it, it gives you some great creativity um, in all this, this whole project. I definitely think it needs a little bit of recognition because um, the production on it was definitely great. Uh, it was really good because uh, to take some of the samples that they did and, and to make it to their own and really have that West Coast f uh, flavor to it, it really, it really uh, got my senses going. Um, but it definitely had some very catchy hooks. Uh, it really kept me in the moment when I was listening to it. I, I could definitely imagine listening to it <laughs> if it was in the 80s. Uh, but I think Static definitely brought the groove throughout the project. Uh, his his uh, cadence and, and the way that he used his voice uh, with the beats, I think it definitely uh, went well. Uh, but my favorite songs of 80s Baby are Diamond Girl, Gotta Get Down, and So Outstanding. Uh, but the creativity, like I said, on the production, I thought was next level. It had a lot of I had a lot of fun listening to it. Um, it it really brings back, you know, the that eighties feeling. Uh, but make sure you support your local artists. You know, make sure you stream Aesthetics Eighties Babies now. I found it on Spotify. Probably found it on YouTube or anywhere you can find uh, Static on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, definitely take take a shot at this album and, and let me know what you guys think. Now let's talk about some local sports and let's start off with our Fresno State football. Uh, man, the dogs will kick off the season on the road versus USC September seventeenth. Uh, but before they do, it was announced that all twelve Fresno State football games will be nationally televised this fall. Eight of the twelve games will be on Fox Sports platforms and then four other games on the CBS Sports Network. So our attention will be on the uh, first game versus Pac-12, rival USC, which that game will air on Fox. Um, this is a great opportunity for the Dogs to represent the Valley and really showcase the Red Wave as well as fill the seats this season. But the, the games that will be on Foxes this year, um, like I said, uh, the USC game, which will be the start of the season, uh, but they will have one pre like one exhibition game, and that will be Thursday, September 1st versus Cal Poly. That will be on Fox Sports 1, and then they'll have uh, September 17th at USC. Uh, that will be on Fox. They'll be playing Boise State on October 8th on Fox Sports uh, Network. I think... All three of them will be playing, or not too sure. Um, October 15th versus San Jose State. Um, just some bigger ones. October 29th versus San Diego State. And then they'll be having uh, Hawaii um, on that that day is to be announced. And then the four games that will be on uh, CBS will be uh, September 10th versus Oregon State. Uh, and September or, or October 1st versus UConn. And then Saturday, November nineteenth, uh, with Nevada. Uh, but this this completes you know the second stage of the 
2022 football schedule process. Uh, we really see that uh, we get a lot of Sundays this year, which or Saturdays this year, which is a great thing. And this will be actually the first time the dogs will have all of their, their games picked up for uh, national television and program history. Uh, this year, the 2022 Mountain West Championship will be set to be played Saturday, December 3rd on Fox. Um, later on in the uh, before the season starts, we'll get into the schedule a little bit more. Uh, I just wanted to tell you how many games are really going to be on national te television, and this is a, such a plus for us here in, in a small community like Fresno and really taking over viewership and, and they're seeing how big that red wave is starting to get. Um, so make sure you guys stick around for more on your Fresno State uh, Bulldog football. Now let's talk about our Fresno Grizzlies, who are 31-16. and 16. The Grizzlies are currently first in the California League standings. Last week, the Grizzlies were in their six-game series versus Stockton Ports, which they went 4-2. Uh, they won their first game. Uh... 4-2, second game, 6-4. They ended up losing their third game, 5-6, but uh, they got the win on Saturday, and then they also got the win on sun, uh, on Sunday. Um, this week, the Grizzlies are currently on the road versus the Modesto Nuts and, and currently got their first win, 6-2. Um, their first game is 7-1, their second game, and will finish off the series on Sunday, uh, June 5th. Uh, then they'll be back home next week with the six-game homestand versus Visalia. So make sure to stay tuned in for more on your Fresno Grizzlies. Now let's talk about the NFL. And this week, I want to talk about the Cleveland Browns' new QB, Deshaun Watson. Uh, we talked about him previously on the podcast before as he's facing now his 23rd active level, uh, civil lawsuit over alleged inappropriate sexual conduct. This was filed Tuesday, stating that the plaintiff had her first massage session with Watson during 2020, and that his behavior had started to worsen. Uh, during the last session, she claimed Watson exposed himself to her, touched her between the legs, and continuously requested to have sex with them. Uh, Com Commissioner Roger Goodell said he thinks that the NFL is nearing the end of the investigation, uh, but could not really give any specific timeline when the ruling would be made. The attorney of the 23 plaintiffs said other cases may come out against Watson. So, you know, this is an ongoing investigation that the NFL is under, uh, which Watson's defense has, you know, tried to really vilify these women and really stated they were uh, looking forward to trying this case in court. Uh, but also in the NFL, uh, former Dallas Cowboys running back was found dead in his apartment. The cause of death is unknown, but police uh, responded to a welfare welfare check, uh, which Barber's home um, was was uh, approached by police uh, because of a call over a water leak. Um, this is when police had to use force, uh, and upon entry, they found you know Marion Barber, age thirty eight, just. Weeks before his birthday, uh, and the, the the police actually ruled it an unattended death at the location. Uh, but everybody everybody knows Marion Barber, 
uh, he, he was a hard-nosed rusher. Um, I loved his will uh, to win every possession. You know, he, he was like a beast mode. Uh, he played for the Cowboys for uh, six years between 2005 and 2011. He was a pro bowler in 2007. Um, he finished his career with 4,780 rushing yards and 53 rushing touchdowns. Uh, I believe he played his last season with the Chicago Bears. Uh, many claim that his life was actually on a tailspin since his retirement. But in 2014, um, he was detained, taken to a hospital for mental health re uh, evaluation. He was arrested with two misdemeanors of cr criminal mischief. Um, I just hate hearing stories like this. Um, hopefully find a bigger reason for Marion's death, which might have connection with CTE, who knows. Uh, but they're going to probably have to test his brain. Um, even if he does have CTE, it's still a sad story and such a sad ending to such a great football player. Now let's talk about the MLB, and we'll start off with my San Francisco Giants. Uh, their record stands at 27-22. They're currently third in the NL West. The Giants were in a weekend series at the Reds. Uh, they went 1-3. Uh, they lost their first game 1-5, their second game 2-3, finally taking the win their last game 6-4. The Giants finished their World Series at Phillies going 2-1 in that series. They won their first game 5-4, to four, their second game 7-4, to four, and lost their last game 5-6. to six. The Giants start their weekend series tomorrow at the Marlins and will be at the Rockies over the week. And now let's talk about the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are 33-17. and 17. Uh, The Dodgers finished their series at the Diamondbacks 3-0, uh, going undefeated in that series. They dominated game one. Uh, 14 to one game two uh, six to four and then game three three to one then the Dodgers uh, were shut out at home versus the Pirates they lost their first game to a close one six to five their second game uh, and third game eight to four the, the Dodgers remain at home for the week uh, with the series versus the Mets at home then we'll be back on the road versus the White Sox and then we'll get ready for the Dodgers-Giants uh, on next week's podcast. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, but we also got the Padres uh, at 30-20. and 20, They're second in the NL West. Uh, they're 2-1 versus the Pirates over the week. Um, they went 0-3 uh, versus the Cardinals. Uh, they got a weekend series versus the Brewers. And also uh, a week a week. Uh, series versus the Mets. Uh, the Angels right now are 27 and 23. They're second in the AL West, and the Athletics are 20 and 33, and they're fifth in the AL West. So make sure you guys come back for more on the MLB. Now let's talk about the NBA playoffs as we are now going towards the NBA Finals uh, this week. Um, let's talk, start off with the Miami and Boston series. Boston ended up winning 4-3. Um, what a great series that was. It really went down to the wire. Miami really came back, boosted up their spirits, and really made a comeback. Uh, but couldn't, couldn't really put away the Celtics, which the Celtics have been playing great 
ever since the All-Star break, they've had it as a team, been able to play defense and been able to get the stops that they, they needed and also been, it, been able to see a lot more from their uh, backup backups and, 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 and Al Horford, which has been playing top-notch. He's always been one of my favorites to watch, always been a double-double guy. Hopefully, uh, we see a lot more from Al Horford. Uh, and also, uh, the Dallas... Mavericks versus the Golden State Warriors were the Western Conference uh, Finals. And Golden State Warriors really outmatched Dallas, really, the whole the whole um, series. I, I thought I thought Dallas could have played a little bit better. Um, they could have really went to them inside uh, in the beginning and started really getting their guys on fire towards the end by going inside and then going outside. Um, Donatich is a, is a hell of a player. I think next year we're going to see he needs a big, and he also needs a little bit more of a consistent shooter. I know the, I know the team has played really well throughout the playoffs, being able to beat the Phoenix Suns, uh, but they need a little bit more firepower if uh, Donatich really is going to bring home a championship to Dallas. Uh, but the but the Warriors really played fantastic. Uh, they played as a unit, and that's what I really like to see them play. Like uh, really been able to pass the ball around, and really wasn't uh, hasn't been a selfish uh, teammate on on the Golden State Warriors. I mean, uh, I, I haven't been uh, more proud of a, a team uh, than the Warriors this year. They were really deserving of this championship, and I believe. Uh, that they have a big chance to beat, you know, the Celtics in the finals. Uh, but this series is definitely going to be a great series. Uh, we're going to see game one um, on the second, which will be today. Uh, game two will be on the fifth. That will be Sunday. Uh, game four will be on Friday. Game five, if necessary, will be on the Monday after that, game six, if necessary, will be on the 16th. And then game seven will be on the 19th. So this whole month of uh, June is going to be filled with uh, NBA talk, filled with a lot of uh, Golden State talk, I think. Golden State is really going to be the front runners of this uh, finals. But I think Boston has something to prove. Um, they've, they've been able to beat. You know, the, the Sixers, they've been able to beat the Heat. So uh, the Golden State Warriors definitely are one of those top-tier teams, just like those teams that they beat in the playoffs. So it's going to be an interesting one, not one that I really wanted to happen. Uh, Boston, as you know, they're, they're right there, uh, along with the Lakers, to be one of the most successful franchises in, in the NBA history. And Golden State, who probably is the most successful franchise in, in this generation. I mean, they've, they've been doing it for years now, and especially with these three guys of Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green, you know, these guys are going to go down as probably the best, uh, one of the best teams ever. I mean, uh, or do, uh, or triples, you know, it's one of the best put together teams, I think ever. So we got a lot to see this uh, upcoming month to see if the Warriors really have it in them to really uh, compete with 
the Celtics defense, and uh, we also got to see if the Celtics could keep up with the scoring of the Warriors. So it's going to be a real tough matchup uh, here in the finals. So make sure you check back for more on the Blaze podcast. But I want to thank you for tuning in each and every week. Thank you for your time that you get to spend here. 30 minutes of your time is definitely a lot of time. And I want to tell you it's precious. So make sure you guys are doing things that you love, doing things that you care about. Uh, Make sure you guys are supporting all your local businesses. Make sure you support all your local artists. And make sure you support all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 171.